0: Welcome to the Talking Small Podcast, where we make that podcast platinum. Samurai Deli, play them viewers in. Let's go.
1: Harley, you normally do this, but how's it go? Welcome to another episode of the Talking Small Podcast. I'm your co-host, Al here, with Harley, and we're we have a special guest here, music producer extraordinaire Grant in the building. We're recording in his studio. We're out of the Garden District, the normal uh, recording confines, Harley. This is a lot nicer than our uh, usual setup
0: well our no offense our setup is still the same our ambiance is what's improved way better no more no crying babies right now which is a plus we have a lot of high-tech equipment a little higher tech than the wires i brought in here so uh hopefully grant's not uh judging already hey wires are
1: wires if you pay for the monster cable you got taken to the cleaners
0: (laughs) (laughs) definitely got to watch out for for monster cable here so where where at? What part of Baton Rouge is this? Because it it's hard to get to f- at five o'clock. Eh, it's by, I don't know. It's by my work.
1: I'm not sure what you call this part of Baton Rouge.
0: Grant, do you have any idea?
2: What's up, guys? So um, <laughs> this is considered Old Jefferson. It's an extension of Jeff, Jefferson Highway. You know, it crosses over Airline. I don't know what to call the the whole part of town, but you know.
1: Okay, old Jefferson. Well, Harley, that, that was his first question. My first question, much more pertinent, are we being charged for this session? <laughs> <laughs> of course not. Oh, good. Okay, now this is the first time Harley and Grant are meeting here, so I figured we start this off with a little icebreaker. I learned this back in Big Buddy. It's called Two Truths and a Lie. I'll lead this off. You know, just a little, let the viewers get to know us a little better and our guest. So I'm going to tell Two Truths and a Lie. Grant, I mean, Harley knows me pretty well, so you Harley, don't be indicating fuck like Johnny Drama here. So I'm going to say three things. Kind of form, try, try to think of two truths and a lie for yourself as we're going through here. Harley, will go next. You can go last. All right, here's my three. I've been skydiving. I've never thrown up. And I've run with the bulls in Pamplona, Spain. Spot the lie. Wow.
2: Hmm. You probably have not ever thrown up. I probably have not not
0: ever thrown up.
2: I mean, is that possible?
0: Either he doesn't party enough, Some so he people... never got fucking too drunk. And by the way, you can curse on this if you'd like. We got the we got the explicit rating. Definitely have that. Yeah, or he's never gotten sick.
1: Well he's Grant's seen me, you know, drink, so hmm. But I mean, I'm a pretty good drunk, so have I ever thrown up? I don't know. Have I been fucking running with the Bulls in Spain? I don't know. That seems pretty lofty. But you never know. Man a man mystery here. Give up or are you going with the throw up? Going with the throw up. All right. Grant nailed it. <laughs> I have thrown up many a time. Harley,
0: you got you got 3? Oh, I got I got 3. All right. So my uh my first one, I voted for Trump. <laughs> Leading off with that hot content. My second one, I've dressed up as Post Malone and sauced on a tractor. And then I've also spent $4,500 on a bed. And the night I put it together, I slept by the toilet because I was puking in my own house.
2: That's way too specific. Wow. Very specific. Must be true. (laughs) Option B for sure.
1: That's definitely the lie.
0: The Post Malone? Yeah. No, it's the Trump.
1: Got <laughs> <laughs> him. He
0: caught you for a MAGA boy. Yeah, that's right. He's oh, a- wow. All right, so no, I have dressed up as Post Malone. Check out my Instagram. Before the tats, too. That, dude, that was you were a- ahead of the curve I here. I was early on Post Malone. And then, uh, yeah, I definitely bought a temper pedic bed, got shit house wasted, and slept next to the toilet all night.
1: Yeah, you went way too specific with that one. That's just...
0: I mean, it's it's a multiple choice game. There's always one obvious wrong answer. Mm. And guess what? I deceived him. <laughs> and You didn't. So.
1: Blinded by that Trump. All right, you got you got three for us, Grant. This is tough, man. Y'all y'all came prepared. I got oh come, come on. Have you do you see this? You got six pages.
0: I got four, but
2: uh, I got to think on it. I got to I need to get well, okay. some good ones. Okay, well,
0: we we can come back to that. So yeah. I have another icebreaker. Damn. Yeah, well you did one. I wanted to hey, do Harley one.
1: fat penguin. Alright, that might be the answer. Just wanted to break the ice. That was Gary Fattis uh pickup line there. Grant, feel free to use that one. You could change it to any Arctic animal, walrus maybe.
0: Well let's 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 uh, stick to the animals here. <laughs> if you could steal one animal from the zoo, what would it be? To do what with? Just steal it so you can have it. It's yours now. It's not like letting it free, it's yours. So I have a
1: newborn kid at the house. I got right. a, enough responsibility as is. I don't D- need to be taking care of animals. All right, you here. can.
0: I didn't poo poo on your question, so I'm going to answer and I'm going to let you think about it. All right. Mine's Anteater. They look pretty cool. I got a lot of ants on my property that they could eat. Plus, the nose on that thing, he would remind me of Joe, and that'd be kind of fun. I'd call him Joe. That's
1: a, that's a good, Uh, I like that. That's a good answer there. <laughs> You, why you, uh, shit? This I gotta have to think about this one. I mean, I like leopards, but I don't want to steal one of those because that's gonna be a handful.
0: Yeah, it's not like you get a trained animal at home. You gotta,
1: it'd be pretty lame to like steal a tortoise from a zoo.
0: But they do live a long time.
1: Yeah, but is that a good thing or a bad thing? My parents have been trying to get rid of the tortoise at their house for a while, and they got no takers.
0: They can drop it off in the country. What's it need?
1: <laughs> Nothing, but uh my dad's coming up this weekend, so you may have just bought yourself a tortoise. Free delivery.
0: Add one animal to the.
1: All right. Well, this may have this segment solved one question there. Um, I don't know. Uh, without thinking very much more, I'd probably be some sort of parrot, maybe. All
0: right, so you want a bird? Okay,
1: exotic bird. Maybe <clears throat> you steal one and you flip it on the market. I would either I would either get in it to flip. Or, uh, that's my initial thought, but I'd have to think about this a little bit more. A, it, you know, an exotic snake or something like that. Flip that uh, weird snake guy. Go to Repticon over there in Prairieville and flip it.
0: I'm surprised you haven't gave your uh, tortoise to booze. Does he only like tortoises and not turtles? He.
1: I'm sure he would love a tortoise, but I, I don't trust him. Uh, Grant, animal you'd steal from the zoo? You go with the small sized monkey.
0: That's a common pick. Common pick. It could go get beers for you.
1: That's a lot of work, though.
0: But I mean, you could train
1: it. it would be, be like, like a rhesus
0: a- monkey. It'd
1: be good studio ambiance. What oh, this that? motherfucker got a monkey. I mean, that's pretty good. It's hmm. yeah. definitely a
0: factor. I like monkeys. Monkeys, monkey could be good. You don't want them throwing poop though. That could be a problem, especially Oof. you out with young babies. <sniffs> Ooh, that could be.
1: Yeah, trouble. he's yeah, gonna be throwing poo anyway. All right, let's get back to the uh, let's let's get on topic here. So we're in we're in uh, Grant's lovely music studio, and Harley and I are both engineers by trade. Now you also have a background in engineering, right? That's correct. Would would it, you majored in engineering? You have two degrees. I got a few degrees. Got a few degrees. Uh, I got degrees in
2: computer engineering and electrical engineering. Damn. And then uh, I got a minor in digital media technology. So I tried to round out the whole
1: hardware and software, you know, schooling. So you got the credentials. Now, is it bad studio cred to put your, you know, diplomas up on the wall? You got a lot of... Harley, in your office, do you have your diplomas up on the wall framed?
0: Yes, I have my diplomas up. But that's that's just because I want to... You know, always root for them Tigers. The 150th anniversary class. Hmm.
1: Oh, damn, we are?
0: Yeah. Swag. Nice. D- do you don't remember they gave you one of those fake diplomas? They gave you a real diploma and a fake diploma. I think
1: my diploma's hidden somewhere in my desk. I don't like to brag. But, I mean, I think that would be... Hanging that up in your music studio, that may be a little... Maybe you got you got the background, but that that may be a good advertising thing. So, yeah. now you worked in engineering before, and you you got out of it to start your own music studio, right? Right. Now, my girlfriend Amber claims that she was a big driving force behind you starting your studio. Now, this is this fact or fiction here? Every time she sees you, she's always like, "Hey, Grant, good thing I told you to open that music studio, right? Pretty cool, right?" It had an effect. It had. Some effect.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, there was a pivotal time there when um, I was dating uh, her friend, and so she, I'd see her a good bit. And she gave me a bit of motivational uh, you know, <laughs> talking one day when I was down in the dumps. You know, I was doubting myself, should I really do this? Thinking about quitting my job, going all in with the music. And she's like, you know what? You know, just go for it. You're young. Might as well do it now.
1: Nice. She was right. So, she, what what percentage did she play? Like ten percent? You were already thinking about it, right? Yeah, I knew this would come up. You don't have to. Th- you don't have to throw her under the bus here. All right. How old were you when you first realized, like, you really liked music? Like, do you remember a certain song that just clicked with you? Like, what kind of music did you listen to, like, growing up? Well, you know, your parents driving in the car or whatever? Like, what, when did you kind of fall in love with music, I guess, to want to do it as a profession and make it yourself? Well, my music uh,
2: life started when I was two. My mother got me a drum set, and so that really sparked the musicality.
1: She got you a legit drum set? Like, my parents just gave me a plastic bucket and a, a wooden spoon and said, have at it, maybe a pot and a pan. She went out and got you a legit little drum kit? Shout out to Stomp.
2: <laughs> well, at first it was a, a small child's drum set. Uh-huh. You know, kind of rinky-dink. But then I graduated from that, got a bigger one, and one Christmas. And then it got a little more serious. Started playing in a band through high school. I what was, was in- the
1: name of this band? That was one of my questions. Charlie and the Castle. Charlie and the Castle. Yeah. A you funk came band. up with that? I came up with that, yeah.
0: Can we guess the genre? Cause he a... just said it was a funk band. Oh yeah. fuck.
1: wait a wait a listen. Those headphones are working over there? Charlie? <laughs> yep. Charlie and the Castle? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Was there there was no one in the band named Charlie though, was there? Oh no. No. Was there? were. I'm assuming.
0: Was that, that a euphemism it? for like some kind of sex uh, uh, position or something? <laughs>
1: Charlie and the cat and the castle, or in the castle and, and the ca- what?
0: Could, what did could that mean? I don't know.
1: What does it? Does it mean
2: anything, or you just thought it sounded cool? At the time, it didn't really mean anything, but I've come up with all
1: kinds of exclamations. <laughs> what well, was one of them? <laughs> Because pe- that would be people's like first thing was like, oh, you're Charlie? Like, no, no. Nope. <laughs> oh, is he Charlie? No. <laughs> uh,
2: I like to go with uh, Charlie. We used to say is more like a feeling, and and so uh, God, these they were
1: stoners. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> big time. You know, I would just wing it each time. J- just make up a new explanation every time. Yeah, that works. So what kind of uh, you had drums, so you you did you listen to a lot of like rock music growing up? Growing up, like, did your parents listen to like oldies? I remember like what my parents listened to. My dad listened to like classic rock on the radio. My mom, surprisingly enough, listened to like a lot of the alternative rock, like you know the Nirvana, Pearl Jam, and all that. So I was listening wow. to that when I was like, you know, they were driving us to basketball, soccer practice, or whatever. Like, did your parent or your parents into music or? Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, since your mom got you a drum set when you were two. Oh yeah. Well, on my mom's
2: side of the family, her dad was in a band, played bass around Baton Rouge oh, okay. uh, since like the '60s. So she always had music in her house growing up, which I think was the main reason she was okay with getting me drums. Yeah. So, uh, she really enjoyed listening to and still does uh, more like a sort of like funk music, disco. Uh, things like that
1: my dad's more of like an eagles guy Cla- oh eagles Classic rock yeah have you seen that eagles documentary i heard it's very good but uh it's long you haven't seen it no oh uh, have you, you you haven't seen it have you harley
0: no i have not
1: yeah well do you remember like what your first cd or cassette was that you bought like with your own money acdc back in black God, he has way better taste than you, Harley.
0: What are you talking about? That's what I used to. You were getting bl- like bloodhound gang. Okay, first of all, let's let's play defend defend myself here. <laughs> when I when I was going through school, one of the few CDs I had in my truck was ACDC Back in Black, and I was blaring, shook me all night long, all through the parking lot. Nice. So you did have a
1: system in that I, truck. I, I that did. Was it was fucking loud as shit. It was booming. Mm. That's why my ears That's, are so bad to this day. To this day. So that was your first CD you bought, ACDC. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the black cover.
0: I think mine was Usher My Way. I think really? I think that's the first one I remember buying. Like Vertical Horizons was really up there. Ugh. Uh Wamba and like uh you know, well in and, and yeah, Bloodhound Gang. But that was a little later.
1: You had that you had that Kid Rock too. I remember that
0: one. Yeah, did have some Kid Rock. Well, actually really far up there, Will Smith.
1: Uh, Millennium? Uh, well,
0: no, that was, was that the one with Miami on it? I don't know. It's I don't know. No, big Willie style. That's what it was. <laughs> that's, that's what I had. Sorry.
1: Yeah. I think my first cassette that I bought was like a Stevie Wonder because I'm old and cassettes were there. Well, I was like six.
0: No, the first, the first thing you ever bought, wait, six, or, I thought somewhere
1: around there, maybe like eight.
0: I thought your first stuff was uh recording. Oh. From the from the box.
1: Well, the first CD I think I got with my mom was like a fucking edited version of uh, a DMX CD. I think it was like then there was X or something on there and it was from Walmart so it was bleeped out so it was basically unlistenable <laughs> too because <laughs> everything was what well, these <clears throat> it was just a bunch of edited <clears throat> uh, growl so that was pretty funny uh, but yeah, back in the day me and Harley were in the same 6th grade class this was big, like when um, Back That Ass Up first came out, like that Juvenile uh, 400 Degrees album was out. Nelly uh, Country Grammar it just came out and it was all in, like, the box. Do you remember that? Mm-mm. It would play music videos, and at night it would be played scrambled Porn.
0: But Spice Channel.
1: Yeah. So if a song we liked came on, I had this recorder, this cassette recorder just line, uh, lined up next to my my TV, if a song I liked came on, I would hit record on like an empty cassette and run out of the room because I didn't want to make any noise, let the song play, and then come back in and hit stop, and <laughs> then I'd bring these cassettes to school and we'd like listen to them at lunch and shit. So, that's my only uh, music engineering uh, cred right there. Nice. Um. So, uh, this question. Blah, blah, blah. You have any other bands besides Charlie and the Castle? Any band names you can remember? No, that was the only one that I was in officially. And what happened why'd you guys break up? Well everyone's we pl- head got too big. <laughs> too much fame. Too know. much fame? You won Battle of the Bands and then you're like, you know, <laughs> kinda broke up like the Eagles. Yeah. Did you did it was you over do time?
2: Any- what? It was over time. It it just kinda fizzled out. We played through high school, we did a lot of shows. Mm-hmm. Uh into college we did some much bigger shows. we we headlined at the Varsity like four or five times. Oh, nice! This was a time period where Captain Green opened for us a couple times. This was like we were young; we were eighteen. Yeah, we peaked early, <laughs> and then we all sort of just went separate
1: ways. Yeah, like uh, you reached a certain college. level and kind of kind of just fell apart. Yeah. You know, most most rock bands, whether they're successful or not, they don't last very long. And you have like the the popular person in the group just like goes out and starts all these other groups and shit Mm -hmm. you know but uh
0: do you have any of the music still saved can we sample charlie in the castle somewhere
1: yeah we
2: actually recorded a an ep in the studio uh, back then and that was my first experience inside a recording studio so that had a big effect on me
0: was it uh in november 22nd 2011 Called maybe baby gravy. <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. Wow. Damn. That's they're quick. they're up. You found it that
0: fast? Oh yeah. They're on Bandcamp. Let's see if we can get some some taste on here. Uh, it's not playing. All
1: right. No free ads. There we go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice. Uh, all right. So so after that, uh, basically, d- during this process, you played drums and stuff. So I guess were you, were you also like making beats on the side, or h- how did you kind of? Getting to the production sides of thing, going from playing in a band to like kind of, I guess, making your own stuff. So there were two
2: sides of it. There's always two sides: the band, the live instrument aspect, where I played drums, and then the other group of friends who loved to rap and freestyle in high school.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, so you're a big pen on the cafeteria table doing the grinding beat. Oh yeah, (laughs) oh yeah, no
2: doubt. So uh, with, these, with these friends who like to freestyle, uh, the need for beats came about. It wasn't like YouTube now where you can go and, and find a million beats on YouTube and yeah. use those. So they needed beats. So I started messing around in FL Studios.
1: Fruity Loops?
2: Fruity Loops. And making some beats and started sounding pretty cool after a while, you know, just figuring out the software. Yeah. And that's where the, the production aspect actually
1: started did you sell any of these beats or you were just giving them out for free at the time it was just for fun and you were just burning them onto like cds and giving them to people
2: yeah not so much more like you know it was digital at that time
1: okay so so this was even like after MySpace days? Like I'm picturing you burn putting like a, a beat C D together, burning it and giving it to these rappers and then they rap over it and next thing you know that's the song that plays when you go to their MySpace. But we're a little bit older than you. So a little. Uh yeah, a little
2: past that. Yeah. So after that. Okay.
1: Well that's pretty cool. Now when'd you come up with your producer name and how do you pronounce it? Oh. Hypnotic hypnotic okay you're a big fan of the drink or not (laughs) i haven't had it never no i've only had it like once or twice comes in the blue bottle you ever have
0: it Harley? no uh -uh. i've never had hypnotic it's
1: big in the urban community
0: Mm -hmm. so uh, about your uh do you have like a symbol right so it's like a triangle you big delta force guy did you really like ken Tut and the pyramids you love a great equilateral in school what what's behind the triangle
1: I love a good equilateral 180 degrees, baby. Well, when he played drums, that was his specialty. He had the triangle up there. When it was getting a little saucy, he hit it. Mm-hmm. So now, see, I just did a little Charlie in the Castle. I just made it up on the spot there. Well, right. if
0: I'd have let the music play, we, I might have figured that out too. You just yeah. outdid me. Oh, my bad.
1: No. Was there any – I mean, it could just be a symbol like Prince. It didn't mean anything. He's trying to get out a record label deal. Uh, it's more aesthetic, uh, the fact that it's symmetrical. I think was the main reasoning.
0: Equilaterals symmetry.
1: Yes. Do you have any other names you kick around before then? Like when did you settle on hypnotic? That was it. That was the one. Just
0: new. Just new. Well, how did you decide how to spell it? Like
1: (laughs) what wasn't taken already? Yeah. Probably.
0: So So you just kind of researched different names of hypnotic and you picked the one that no one else had. Because I don't know how to spell it, so I'm assuming you spelled it. That's kinda of how I would have spelled it. So I'm just and I'm really bad at spelling by the way. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so this has to do with the fact that uh I started producing music for EDM um during the hardcore soundcloud days. And back then what year is the hardcore soundcloud days? For me, probably uh mm, twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen. Oh, right something down. like that
0: we we didn't get on SoundCloud until two years later after that and evidently we're still on SoundCloud we're probably behind the times
1: eh yeah, yeah. they just host our podcast but, all but right, so, the, yeah.
2: the point of that is that on SoundCloud a lot of producers they spell their names just very different it's this new modern age of emojis and abbreviations so everyone's name is not spelled like it would seem so yeah. that had a that had a um, something to do with it. The spelling of hypnotic T I C K.
0: Do you do any gimmicks, uh, like dress up in a panda suit, like a guy named Boomunch? <laughs> He's been
1: on the pod before. Oh yeah. I mean, not a, we didn't interview him in depth. He was basically a uh, side piece to uh, our our main interview subject. Mm. Yeah, no, Sean.
0: I know, Sean. I I figured that. You, cuz you did no cuz you did like a, a concert what in uh New Orleans what, a couple maybe end of 2018 or something like that yeah and uh he i, I saw his name on there too but I, maybe he didn't play or not but I I saw that you did that it was a what, it was it a charity event or something like that it looked like there was a lot of people in the crowd
2: I don't remember it being a charity event I played down there he several got paid. times but
0: I mean it's not charity to him <laughs>
1: Um, like when you're when you're first making a beat, I guess since you're a drummer, what comes first—the actual beat? Do you have like a, a melody that gets stuck in your head, or or something like that, or is every beat different? You, you, you—I haven't listened to a ton of your music, but do you like uh, you know, do you find a sample you like and take that, or you like no samples and you make everything basically from scratch? Well,
2: I'll say that it is different every time. Um, generally, though. Uh, I like to start with some type of melody or some type of sound that is inspiring. I don't usually start with the drums. I'm going to cycle through either sounds from a synthesizer or from a sample pack or whatever. Splice is big now. And I'll hear something that just that sparks creativity. And that's where it will start. 20 minutes from then... It may be taken out completely, and then it's fully original at that point. You know, so it's constantly changing.
1: You kind of t- you kind of take that, use that as inspiration, and then from there, it kind of sprouts and grows from there. Now, I know what splicing is, but for people like Harley, what you said, splice is big now. Can you explain that for uh, the uninitiated here? Well, when I say splice, I mean splice.com. It's what's a, oh, what's
2: that? It's a subscription to samples royalty free samples huh and there is like millions of sounds now you can search for any genre any bpm any key any type of instrument it's got
1: everything it's just kind of like a uh things that were compiled under like uh creative commons or something like that and they just have them all in one place for you it must be i don't know creative commons i think copyrights. is like is stuff that's not you know it's 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 anyone can use it like Mm -hmm. you're like you're saying so you don't have to I guess Harley, if you like use a sample in a song and don't pay for it then that person can basically sue you like say Robin Thicke did that blurred line song and Marvin Gaye's estate said you know this is too much like this other song we're going to sue your ass and then they basically get all the money for your song. Like that song uh, "Bittersweet Symphony," that do do It sampled the Rolling Stones, and those people, the Verb Pipe, never made any fucking money <laughs> because they didn't clear that sample. Wow. So what Grant's saying is that he gets them. You know, you pay for that, and then you don't.
0: Yeah, it's you know, like ours goes, theirs goes. Yeah, ding, basically, hundred percent. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, that, that's uh, that's interesting. Um, now, as an engineer, I know I'm not very creative, so. I find it very interesting that you have two engineering degrees and then still can be creative because this guy's not creative very much. I'm very creative. I'm just not no. creative
1: in the way of most people thinking about it. I mean, I'm not coming up with good questions here. Oh yeah, yeah. See,
0: way to pat yourself on the back. Hey, if
1: I do say so myself, <laughs> I'm, I'm just not. Uh, I'm not traditionally creative. You know, I can't take a pen to paper and draw you a pretty picture or make you a fire beat. But I, you know. I- I got, I got some creativity. I, I, I got good taste. I'm, a, I'm what they call a tastemaker.
0: Your haircut says all of that.
2: Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Watch. You'll see it. Yeah. Creativity can be in a lot of different forms, whether it's music or conversation or whatever.
1: What, was that your end of your line of questioning there, Harley? <laughs> you're an engineer and you're also creative. G <laughs> willikers. All right. Yeah, I was
0: going to just skip to the next question after it got okay. poo pooed on by you. Thought we were a yes and podcast. But.
1: <laughs> oh my bad. Now we're sitting in this lovely studio here. So uh, I just have a bunch of questions pertaining to this. I'll kind of rapid fire, and you can kind of, I guess, explain how this place became from a dream to reality. Like, how'd you go about starting the studio? Like, how'd you find the location? I guess, I don't know if you got a business license, how'd you buy all the equipment, how'd you name it, how'd you decorate it, how'd you figure out what to charge for your rates, how did you, like, create the website. I mean, he did all this from scratch, Harley, so I just kind of want him to take us through the, the process of, you know, having an engineering job and being like, fuck it, I'm going to actually pursue my passions, make a recording studio, and, and like, I wouldn't know... You know, okay, you make that decision, and then you're like, "Oh shit!" Now I got a bunch of legwork to do. Stuff that's not even dealing with producing music, but you have all this other stuff of being like a business owner. Like, how how'd you go about attacking that? Because it seems like people think of that, and then they're like, "Oh fuck," you know, and they'll just give up and go back to writing lines on a paper at their at their day job. All good questions.
0: Yeah, he asked you like 20 right there. Well, I kind of just I mean, wanted he, to... He just pat himself on the back and then just ask 20 questions in one question. Well, <laughs> uh, I, I
1: frame it that way instead of going, so, great, you have your studio right now. Uh, Tell me about Can you elaborate that on that? I'm asking way better questions than these fucking journos at these uh, press conferences. It does help. Pat myself on the back again. Uh, Also,
0: asking that long question gave him a chance to think, and then we're filibustering more for him right now. So he's formulating pretty good response, no pressure.
2: Oh, yeah, easy. So at the heart of my response, I'll say, I've been doing this for around 10 years. So it's not just like I decided I'm going to do this and then i got to figure it all out. I've been learning little bits and pieces of it for the last decade. So –
1: Uh, It wasn't all at once. You've been doing bits and pieces of the musical part of it, but like the business side, you've also been doing that. You've also been like reading books about that too. The things that I've learned the most about uh, in the last two years
2: is, you know, business practices and taxes. I have been learning a lot (laughs) about those. So that's the newest uh, type of stuff that I've been learning. Uh, But... Really, what has helped me is working in other studios. Um, I've worked in three other studios in town and uh, helped them get going in a couple cases and learned from one guy who uh, has credits for a Grammy, for mixing a record for Lauryn Hill, Miseducation of Lauryn Hill, uh, Devin Kirkpatrick, Socket Studio. Okay. He taught me how to EQ vocals and I use some of what he taught me every day still. And that's a big difference, um, uh, in like the output of what comes out of the studio.
1: Right. So you learned from, from working with the other studios about like the, the, per, you got production knowledge, but like, like scoping this location out, like how'd you find this and, and figure out what it would be a good studio? So the location, um uh, it wasn't just this one first. I was
2: working at another studio in town, and I got to a point where I decided, hey, I've reached my ceiling here. I need to do something on my own. So I stopped working there, and I started working out of my house at the time. And I, I changed the master bedroom into a studio. I got some more acoustic panels to make it sound more deadened, mm-hmm. and I was just grinding out of there. And... That got to a point where it was getting busier, and I was having clients come to the house more and more, so it's like, okay, I don't want to do this anymore
1: from (laughs) You don't want to have sketchy people paying you to come in your house and case the place. Yeah, basically. I mean, it's a lot of rap.
0: sketchy people coming in their house. (laughs) Yeah.
2: So, uh, from there, I started looking on Craigslist, on LoopNet, for a commercial space that I could
1: rent loop net what's yeah. what's that it's like a uh, commercial real estate okay. database uh, w- when you were working out of your house how did you get customers i had
2: customers from the other studios okay
1: so you kind of made you you were in the you were in the music scene and you know you were like hey man i left this place i'm i'm you know recording here now You know, if you want to, and you, did you like undercut that other studio? Be like, Hey man, I can give you a cheaper price. No, I didn't undercut it. I matched it. Oh, nice.
0: It's like when Ari left the uh, big firm to take, make his own firm. He brought his clients. There Mm
1: -hmm. you go. Yeah. You got, you got the, you got the database.
0: Ari didn't take less commission on it. No, you're, you're buying Ari. You're buying Grant. You're buying Hypnotic.
1: So that, that, that is, that is pretty good progression there of, it, it makes sense. So then you were scoping out places to buy and what what like made this location uh, like a good candidate for you? Like what do you look for when you're getting a studio space? You were kind of explaining this to me a little bit uh, before we started recording the pod. Right. So um, before here uh, and right
2: after I was working out of my house, I found a place off College Drive that was just basically a, an office space that was just recently up for rent and there weren't any other businesses in it yet and so i set up shopping there and i started having people come non-stop all hours of the day because i don't have to worry about a roommate i don't have to worry about you know late night about sound neighbors yeah so i worked out of there for three months and did a ton of work out of there And it got to a point where people started to move in next to me and I was going to be limited on how loud I could play the music and what time. So that wasn't going to work. And I came across this uh, listing online and the main thing that caught my attention was that it's soundproofed already. It has already been soundproofed in here because the owner of the building built it as his guitar practice room oh nice so that saved me 15 twenty thousand right there it already being soundproofed nice so that was the biggest thing the square footage uh, worked out it's got restrooms um, and you know it's pretty ducked off so all of those are factors
0: so speaking of that restroom so on your website you got pictures of your nice studio and you also have a picture of your toilet so why the picture of the toilet oh yeah it's
2: sweet man it's black
0: it is yeah I i got the toilet right up here yeah
2: and to flush you pull it up
0: oh euro style yeah so it's like a fancy man's toilet it's exotic does, does it shoot water at you like to clean your butthole no uh, not that i know of not, not yet that'd I mean, be the next studio. you
1: can get that as an add-on yeah, yeah we'll incorporate that oh i mean it's it, Guess shows it on the website because it looks nice. And hey, you can you don't have to go outside to take a piss here. You can.
0: No, is I'm it a... is it faux pas to shit in the studio? No. Okay, good. I'll be right back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Taking it for a test run. Black toilet, no skid marks.
0: <laughs> Been thinking about that toilet all day. Why? All I've room.
1: always thought about that. Why aren't there more black toilets? Like white is probably the worst color for a toilet. You got piss stains, shit stains. Like why mm. why aren't there why is there more diversity in toilet color? I think I can answer
2: that. Okay. Because you want to see when it's dirty.
1: I like that answer. As a guy, I don't really want to see when it's dirty. That's if a... I can't see when it's dirty, then I don't have to clean it.
0: <laughs> I don't think that that that's not true, Hal. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean you can't clean. You don't need to clean it.
1: It's a lot easier to ignore. <laughs> <laughs> Sanitation, I think, is yeah, the main purpose. Now, um, how'd you go about naming your studio? Mm-hmm. This is called Icon? Icon. Is that, does that stand for anything or you just, you know, it sounds good? So coming up with a name was a, a big hurdle. It's a pain in the ass. We took a while to come
2: up with Talking Small Podcast. It is tough for me to come up with a name for this place. Um, it took probably four months before I could decide on a name because I knew this was going to be a business that I was going to build up and it was going to grow, and more and more people would see it. And so I knew it had to appeal to most all people. It needed to be like a positive type of word. It needed to be something that different types of people could relate to. And so icon, when you think about the the word, if someone is iconic, they have you know they've done something that is noteworthy um so that that was a good positive word for me it also needed to be something that was short yeah and easy to say and easy to understand right all for marketing purposes yeah so i think it's a good name yeah everybody wants to be iconic when you think about music you have yeah. music
1: icons. Yeah, you want to go by, like, you know, one name. You want your ic- iconic. You want to be a Beyonce or Rihanna right. or a Harley. <laughs> Legend in the podcast game. Just, just,
0: did we just do uh, two truths and a lie right there? <laughs>
1: we might have. <laughs> hey, if you don't believe it, no one's going to believe it.
0: Oh, I was talking about Rihanna. She's out right now. Why? i was just going with it. Come on, yes and you.
1: you I thought thought you may have known something I don't. No. Now this place is very well decorated. It's a very comfortable couch here. Very stylish. You decorate all this yourself. I did. You paint all the walls too. I had some help painting, uh,
2: but it was certainly a task figuring out uh, which colors to go with, what kind of
1: furniture, you know, all of that. Well, it looks good. Now, did you did you hang the stuff from the ceiling yourself, too? Yeah, we did
2: that. Uh, I had some help uh, doing that. It's a, a bit dangerous. Um, but, yeah. Oh, we, shit, get off his back. It's already it, yeah. up.
1: I had my proper PPE. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, How would you go? I guess the figuring out what to charge you kind of since you were already working for other studios and you know kind of what the going rate of a recording session is that's kind of how you knew you know what people would pay to to record with you now i see the smallest amount of hours you charge for is two is that because if someone pays for like one hour then they're gonna eventually run over to two because they're gonna take a while like setting up and and whatnot so you just like two that's guaranteed you know two hours and and get you some time to work is that how that yeah there's a couple
2: of reasons for the two hour minimum uh first is that for one hour you know it it needs to be worth it to go from where you live to where you work and then go home again so if it's just a one-hour session and you don't have anything else, come all the way here, one hour, go all the way home, it's hard to justify that, that travel. It's hard to justify that travel for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's one reason. The other reason, which is what I mostly tell people, which is also true, is that it's hard to get uh, any real work done in just an hour. Right. Say we're doing a song from scratch. Sometimes it will take them... A full hour just to record it at that point we still need to mix it and master it which could take another you know 20 30 minutes maybe
1: an hour and do you normally have the people in while you mix and master it to make sure they they approve of what it sounds like or oh yeah okay um if they have a
2: session in person and they come in then we mix it and master it uh, right here,
1: and they leave with a finished product. Okay, and how do you give them that finished product? Do you burn them something, or you send them a link, or how does that work? My computer doesn't have
2: a CD drive, <laughs> so I don't burn it. Um, but if they have a flash drive, most people the the more uh, the more distinguished clients they'll come in with their music on a flash drive, hand it to me immediately, get it loaded up. It's fast. They know what to do. I can just put what we did that day back on the flash drive, send them on their way. I'll also send an email with an MP3 and a wave of what we did. I can't get a flack? (laughs) We can get you a flack. All right, thanks. Yeah.
0: You sound so old asking if they burn CDs. I was, like, just, like, I was
1: just asking the like protocol. No one fucking burns CDs anymore, dude. What about yes and Harley? What happened to that?
0: No, you you <laughs> fucking know yesed me enough today that I'm getting you. I know yesed you. Um, Did it again. So that
1: was another thing I was going to ask. Like when people come into the studio, the more I guess technically savvy artists or whatever they already have the music they're gonna like i guess for the rappers they already have if they have a set of beats or whatever they just need to record their vocals they'll have the beats on that flash drive now, do you like you said sometimes you'll start from scratch that's mostly with like uh you know a more traditional acoustic artist or something like that or a a band or something like that Well, you'll start from scratch Or some of these rappers come in and they're like, you know, just make me a beat. And then you get them on the hook for a bunch of hours. Just, you know, does this sound good? Whatever. And then they just kind of, you work from there and, you know, mean to string them along, but it takes time to make music, right? Does that happen sometimes or? Yeah, all of that happens. (laughs) Um, The the creating things
2: from scratch is usually uh, the more instrumentation type of songs like Uh, like guitar, like the live instrumentation. Uh, I have a a few clients who come in and they bring musicians with them and they'll play me the song acoustically on a guitar and and vocals and say okay here's the song now what do we do and it depends is my answer. Uh, You know what is their goal of the final product does it need to be this super produced sounding song or can it be more minimalistic just a guitar and vocals? That all depends. Yeah. Uh, so it's definitely a process. Um, I had a girl in here recently. She's been working with me a lot, Katie Sweeney from New Orleans, super talented, and she'll bring a couple musicians with her and we'll just build the songs in layers So we'll start with guitar usually, and we'll record that out here. Once we get that perfect and get all the layers with that, then we'll maybe put down the piano, and we'll layer that. Then we'll do the bass guitar, and then we'll finish with the vocals, and then go back and add effects and things. And
1: do you ever like finish a song like that with all those parts and you're like you know what the song sounds great but you know what it's missing drums and hey I happen to play drums so you know I may be able to
2: right yeah Uh, most of the time we just program the drums in so we use the computer to create the drums with samples here I don't have enough space to record a full drum set so that is part of my goal in creating the next studio for icon mm-hmm. is to have a appropriate drum tracking space
1: yeah Harold, before you got here I was talking about looking at sort of warehouses so we could have like a studio a and a studio b where in one studio you could put like a full band and kind of work from there now i'm kind of interested in some warehouse space just because i like the idea of having a warehouse you know big joe rogan guy but uh, you know, Harley, maybe we could put some ellipticals in there. Maybe a couple bench squat racks. You know, get up in the studio, create sort of an ambiance here. Maybe show some art gallery in there too. This could be a kind of a collective here. What do you think about that, Harley?
0: Gr- great idea. <laughs> yeah, I think it's I think it's really good. Nothing like some art and ellipticals and some music going. I think that's like uh, you know, the trifecta of what you really want in a warehouse. Now, uh,
1: I have this question on here. Well, I guess uh, did you create your own website? Do you do like a uh, you know use use a Squarespace offer code or something like that and make your own website? Since that seems like a, probably the easiest thing to do, or
2: yeah, I did make my own website. Um, I used Wix. It it was easy uh, using Wix with like their features and all that. Uh, however, there was a certain format that I needed people to have and wanted people to have so I ended up having to write uh, most of the code for it myself which took me months
1: writing what format are you talking about like there was some part of the website you wanted to have and and their I guess you know paint by numbers website didn't didn't accommodate what you wanted to do is that like booking space or something like that um it was something like that but it was How
2: I wanted them to be able to select uh, the product and then describe it and then check out. Wix didn't offer or any of these drag and drop uh, type of services don't offer the format I was looking for. Mm -hmm. So I had to make it from scratch and just use container boxes and text boxes and just use uh
1: javascript i guess is what it was have to use a little of that computer engineering degree yeah yeah fuck I mean, that it was it was enjoyable <laughs> writing code sucks dick i love it <laughs> do you yeah shit man oh, yeah.
0: writing the uh, code that is right
1: um and i guess i guess i have this question of like how do, how do you advertise and whatever but i guess since you're kind of in the music scene i guess you already had a couple customers and then they tell other people and that's kind of word of mouth it's probably your most effective way of of getting people to come in the studio?
2: Word of mouth is huge. Uh, it has been huge for me. But now I'm tapping into the more of the general public. So I'm using things like Google Ads, like Facebook, Instagram, things like that. Um,
1: podcasts, popular podcasts. I'm podcasts, yes.
2: Yeah. The, the top podcasts in the city.
1: Uh, you well, know, pretty different, much different methods. The one and only motherfuckers. <laughs> yes, There's so like
0: not. a BR sucks podcast and they're, they're, we got some rivals. We do. Oh yeah. 225 magazine hasn't rec- recognized us yet. 225 magazine can we're, suck my Yeah, we're, dig we're going big. I mean, right. fuck down.
1: I'm more of a dig guy myself. Oh God, that's okay. Local burn. Um, do you, do you remember like your first paying customer? Like do you put that. Put that checkup on the wall or something like that. they like, "Do you remember who it is? Do you want to shout that artist out?" Uh, or they were I don't a
2: jerk. Exactly. It, it would have been at my crib though, because that's where it started.
1: You know, having my own clients. Yeah, I'd call. But them. like, once you got into the new digs with this all set up, like it must have. Felt, it must have been like a. I, I guess you were at that one place and then you moved over here. So maybe some of the. The luster of the realization of oh shit I'm really doing this got my own spot this you know this is actually happening may have worn off by there since it was seems like it was kind of a more gradual process than a you know point A to point B it was a bunch of points in between yeah exactly um, and I I even had to to choose this furniture and
2: some of the equipment before I even moved in here because of the time that it would take for it to be delivered.
1: Oh, yeah. And
2: I couldn't be out of business for more than a week. So I had to order everything a month in advance so it'd all be here, and I could use one week of time to transfer the business here. So it was a lot of logistics and planning, even the spacing of the furniture. I had to know what the dimensions were so I would know it would fit.
1: you so, order these couches online? Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, Wayfair.
1: Shout out the Wayfair. You got a promo code icon? Promo code icon. Yeah, hypnotic. Uh, okay. Eight oh eight underscore at the end of the beginning. <laughs> um, all right. I kind of I have before I get to the quick hitters. You want to hit anything, Harley? I have a couple more questions, just general music stuff. You got? You got anything? Yeah, sure. You hit?
0: So, so Al's been talking a lot right now. That kind of happens a little bit from time to time. So let's go producer to producer here because this is, <laughs> this is where we're really, really getting to the good stuff. So, Amateur to professional? Yeah, figure out, spot who's who here. All right, so what kind of editing software do you use?
2: I use primarily Pro Tools.
0: All right, so I'm a Cubase guy. Came free with the Zoom. <laughs> um, so... I actually bought the pro version or something like that because it was only extra like twenty five bucks at the time they were doing a promo, and it seemed to have been okay for me because I'm just doing podcasts, so we're not going to say we're upper echelon with the uh with the music stuff, but uh we're on Cubase base here, all right, so I got another question. do you pay for
1: Pro Tools or did you pirate it or next question? I paid for it in the beginning did you like Fruity loops you got you that's torrent Easy. oh yeah, that's, that's okay. definitely a torrent. All Statue right. of limitations. Come after me, Uncle Sam. Right.
0: So as a producer, to producer, <laughs> what do you do when the talent gets too drunk or high before production?
1: Hey. Hmm? <laughs> what do you what do? you do? Hmm. I mean, yeah. they're paying him. He doesn't really care.
0: I know it's a little different for me. Like if I walk in and my talent happens to like need to smoke a blunt or make a drink or heavens, he hasn't eaten yet, it kind of delays the process. Now you get paid by the hour, so, you, you know, it might not. Not be as much, but I'm just curious because I got problems sometimes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah, so for me, I usually feel like I want the artist to get enough out of the session so that it's worth it for them. Whether they're paying or their friend is paying or a major record label is paying, I want them to feel like they got the most out of their time. You know, so I try to help them be productive.
0: So what's the best way to motivate that talent? You have somebody in here and they got a, oh, did you have a question on that? Uh, They they get, they get like stuck. They're not, they're not feeling it. They're doubting themselves. What's your go-to motivation tactic?
2: Well, it depends who it is.
0: Let's say it's like somebody that's probably about 31 years old, probably having a bad hair day didn't get to go to the gym, maybe change a diaper or two. How do you get that person focused?
2: Usually I'll tell them, look, we're going to do this as many times as we need to, to get it to sound perfect. And then they relax a little bit. And my, the way that I record people is, uh, completely like, uh, thinking about the flow and the vibe. So I never let the music stop really while they're recording. Um, This mostly applies for people who freestyle and they're making up the words as they're in there. So I have a way of looping the music so that they can continue to be creative and keep thinking of new ideas.
1: Is that going through the headphones or is that actually coming out of the speakers too? Like if you're hearing a milli, a milli, a milli and and this is going for eight hours straight, you must want to fucking put your head through a wall. (laughs) Yeah,
2: so the artist is in the booth, they have headphones on. I'm out here. I can either use headphones and hear the same thing, Mm -hmm. or I can play it out the speakers and hear it. Mm -hmm. Or I can turn them both off and hear nothing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've I've always uh, wondered that you know Jay-Z always says you know I don't I don't write anything down when I record and I always thought that was the biggest load of horse shit and people people s- seem to laud him to be an icon because of that and I always thought it was complete horseshit. and then you know they say Lil Wayne does the same thing well Lil Wayne you can actually tell cuz a lot of his lyrics just don't make any fucking sense he's just he's just bouncing from thing to thing and you know it's non sequiturs and You know, he's just throwing tougher than Nigerian hair in there, speaking of a a milli. So that sort of makes sense. But like, people actually do that. They'll come in and just try to freestyle. The way it's kind of been described to me is they'll do like two lines at a time. Like, they'll think of a good line, do those two lines, and they're like, all right, I got to think of another two lines right now and do those. And it's it's not really like what most people think of when they're thinking of freestyling. So it's a little bit of a fraud thing. What do you think about that? Right. I
2: mean, they definitely don't record it all at once. I've got a wide range here of clients who, I literally have one client who took one take to do a full song. It was like a a two or three minute song. He walked in, he said, okay, I'm ready. We hit record, it played through, and he just rapped the entire time, didn't mess up, and then that was it. You were impressed? I was very impressed. You want to shout him out? Adam Dollars my boy look look him up adam dollars baby he um we actually just finished his his new project an ep and uh we did seven songs here completely did everything here Uh, he had the beats picked out we recorded it mixed it and mastered it came out a couple weeks ago and it debuted at number 12 on itunes
1: nice check that out guys maybe we'll play that as our outro song harley
0: Got to watch out. Right now, I'm thinking more Charlie in the Castle on the outro there. All right, yeah. Go throwback. Somebody that's not Mike to go after us because number twelve on iTunes. You got to watch out.
1: Yeah, they may come after us for ad revenue. We
0: don't have a we don't have a thing on Splice, so we didn't we didn't get that free copy there. So we got to watch out for that. Mm -hmm.
2: So that's that's one type of extreme. On the other hand, I've had people take 300 takes to do one verse. So it's all different.
1: It can you don't, be. You don't have to say there's paying customers. It's a lot of them.
2: I've, I had a chance to work on a project uh, for Lil Baby. You know, like the, the wham, rapper. Wah, yeah. why the baby? Uh-huh. And so I had the, the Pro Tools session. and could see, you know, what they did and how they did it. And I'm able to see how many takes. And on his verse, he took over 300 takes on 12 bars.
1: On 12 bars? Yeah. Harley, you think I'm bad talent? So my hit percentage, Craig's hit percentage might be better than that.
0: Let's not get too far on that. <laughs>
2: but the thing is, it doesn't matter how many takes. It takes. Right, it just matters it about just the finish. Sound product. good at the end.
1: But a, but a lot of times, and I guess you'll hear this, rap doesn't sound great live for the majority. So it's never gonna really sound like the the mix mastered final product because just for whatever reason, we don't have to get into that. But like a band. They'll have their, you know, single you hear on the radio, and then you go see, hear them in person, and they sound like shit. That's because, you know, they took however many takes, got it, you know, had a good good producer, got it perfect, and then, you know, they don't sound, sound the same live. So that, that's an interesting thing. Now, with the studio, you know, they're in there doing this many takes. You ever have people's posses come in and, like, do shit that, you know, they're in here? Like, do you let people smoke in here? Do you let... Do you let shenanigans happen where sometimes it gets a little out of hand and you have to, you know, you need an enforcer or something to kick people out? Or is it, has that ever happened to you? It can get out of hand sometimes. Uh, this
2: room that we're sitting in right here, the most people that have been in here at one time during a session is probably 15, 20.
0: Recording tight. for one person or recording for.
2: One person booked the session and was recording but now, there were 14 so they, to 19 do you others do pay
0: by head count as they come in or are you going like yes please <laughs> a wish. extra extra
2: extra you, maybe That'd that's nice. something you
1: should put on your website like if you have you know um
0: more than 6 people
1: yeah yeah more than x number in your entourage you know you that's a multiplier for your rate
0: yeah i think 6 You know i, you I know you i know you're trying to
1: create a good ambiance for your clients but mm-hmm. You don't need 14 yes man going, oh, you, you killed that shit. Roll that shit again, you know? Uh, I see that a lot. Yeah. I see it a lot. Well,
2: but uh, these days, within the last couple months, I've been lucky enough to be working with artists who are much more talented and are even signed to record labels. So they're coming in here trying to work because mm-hmm. they're trying to make money. And yeah. they have made money doing music, and that's why they're in that position and it's a much more professional encounter, and it's great.
1: Yeah, when you're working with like a, a what?
0: You're hijacking my producer to producer. Oh, sorry. So how about you pipe down over there, Farringer? I got some more well, questions. Well, you
1: mentioned more artists working with a record label. I want to I, know we, how that works. Yeah, we'll,
0: we'll, get to, we'll get to you. You said you had some follow-up questions there. Yeah, I, I gave you a couple there, but we're going to get back to this because <laughs> this is a good one. Does talent make the producer, or does the producer make the talent?
2: In, in what type of music?
0: Well, in, in, well let's go with rap music, because it seems like you dabble more in that than anything else.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I think we need to clarify a couple things here. The producer is one thing. The mixing engineer is another thing. The recording engineer is another. And the mastering engineer is a separate And
0: thing. you wear all these hats?
2: Uh, usually all, but... The producer, uh, if they bring the beat in. Oh,
0: okay. in, in rap,
1: the term producer is generally reserved for like whoever makes the beat. Mm-hmm. Now in in rock music, it's a different thing, right? Yeah, it can be.
0: Okay, so learn something new there. So I'm just talking about the person that's getting the final product all mastered together. Like that seems like that seems like the the crucial role in all this. You gotta have you gotta have pipes it seems like the the actually putting it together is where the makes or breaks the song the mixing mastering and all
1: that like do you charge extra or is that all rolled into the studio fee like if you're working with a major label and they're wanting you to mix their artist and basically do all the work that the labels you know does the label shell out extra money for a studio session and and they're you know they're expecting it maybe to be more than what you charge per hour like do you do your prices change for that or it's just always the same no matter no matter what it's an hourly rate and the way i do it
2: uh, which has been appealing to a lot of clients is i roll it all into the studio rate so okay they pay x amount of dollars per hour so you are get a lot of value here a lot of value and um, i've got people who who bring mixes in that they did at other studios around here or out of town and they come in and they play it and they're like it just doesn't sound right and it's usually pretty clear why it's it's not mixed right or it's not recorded right and so we redo it here and in an hour we have something that
1: is just completely kills the other mix and you can every def- time and you can definitely tell with something like this like you can play that one and you can play yours and and you can Take that ear test and boom, you know it's better. Yeah, so that's that's a, that's a that. proof is in the pudding there.
0: I've seen, I've listened to theirs, I've listened to yours, yours way better,
1: right? Yeah, so and then do you, you test it in the speakers here? Do you do like a, a car test with the mix too? Like, do you bring it to the car and drive it around and see how it bangs in there? Like, do you do any other uh, testing like that? Or great scene I mean,
0: from The Rocker, it's called a car test. Okay. Well. Dwight takes a guy out there and they go through the car, the rocker under where really. yeah, it is.
2: Yes, it's real. It's a thing. Um, so the, the, <laughs> the reason for all of this acoustic treatment in this room, these panels that absorb the sound is to make the speakers sound more accurate okay. when you're listening to them so that the room doesn't impact the sound while you're hearing it. Um, the reason for that is so that your what you're doing, how you're editing the sound can be, uh, it can translate to other systems. Okay. So if you have a room that's tuned very well, you shouldn't have to go into the car and test it because what you're hearing is how it will sound okay. on most systems.
1: So, okay. That that makes sense. That's, uh, that's pretty interesting.
0: I got two more of these producer to producers. So we kind of touched on this a little bit, but I feel like I got to bring it back. What about dealing with talent and their entourage? Maybe, you know, this entourage consists of an old lady, a baby, and a fat Craig type. Oh, he already answered this question. Yeah, I know. He'd, I didn't, be, he'd be lucky to deal with that. I, I didn't want to throw that one away. All right, so my actual <laughs> question is, so how you said word of mouth has been pretty good to your business. So how do you get the people you're working with to share on social media or to their friends without seeming desperate, especially when you're like – you know, hitting above, you got that big star in here, you know, like somebody that just opened their own icon studio, that kind of stuff to share on social media so you can coattail ride them?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. And my answer is just based on like how I am as a person, I'm not going to push anything at all. I would rather not say anything and not get that, that marketing than say something and they'd be offended and not come back.
1: Have you ever had like a situation where say you did the session with the artist and you think it re- went really well and I don't want to use the term clout chase but you're like you know this is a high profile artist here I think we did good work hey man can we get a picture and then you'll post it from your like social media like that and hopefully like he'll retweet it or whatever like that that's got to happen No
2: doubt I have guys come in here on a day to day basis that have 300,000 followers on Instagram, 200,000 followers.
1: Now, did you put this up against the Russian bot test? How many of these are real accounts? They're here? real. They're real. <laughs> and they're spectacular.
2: <laughs> it, so so I see that a lot, but I I just try to focus on the music. Right. And I'm trying to make good songs for them, with them. I'm not trying to get more likes.
1: Yeah, you got to let the the... Work, speak for itself, and everything else will follow. And exactly. you don't want to seem too thirsty. Or another thing you probably could do but you would never want to is pay pay one of these guys for, like, a post saying, Hey, man, you know, I'll pay you, you know, this amount to post that. And then the, then the artist will post, like, a picture with you or the studio or something. And at the end, they'll put hashtag ad. And you'll just be like, oh, God. <laughs> so, yeah, you definitely don't want to do that. That was just a thought that popped nah. in my, my creative brain over here, Harley. So, you, you know. I know you would never do that, but just the thought that popped in. Harley, last producer to producer here.
0: No, so Grant, after this, you want to take a picture? (laughs) (laughs) Got him. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So actually, I I got another question before Al gets into him. So, what's the next untapped genre in music right now? So, like, Little Nas X comes out and he kind of blends the country. With the rap, with the up upbeats and all that stuff. Look, I'm not in the business. Don't know as much about it. But he has a huge smash on a song that really isn't... Um genius in of itself but it's something so different that no one else hears and they kind of blend a couple genres It's just
1: simple it's catchy and it caught on like wildfire i mean nelly did it first with florida georgia line but we don't want to get technical here
0: yeah so like where's where's the next untapped genre there where there's a ability to mix something that no one else is doing right now
2: i think maybe rap and edm flaka flaka has sort of tapped into that but i feel like it's it's definitely has potential because there's so many EDM fans there's so many rap fans and they're starting to uh, not be such a uh, clear separation between the two.
0: Hmm. We gotta, we gotta, you know, somehow get in on this. My wheels are
1: turning. Yeah. Well, that was we'll kinda...
0: Use your creative brain. Well, that kind of leads into we'll
1: another get... question I have of writing parody songs seems super easy to me. Like, Is Weird Al overrated? I feel like I could write a parody song. I can't sing it or anything, but I could write you a parody song for the hottest song out right now. And you get, you know, uh, what was that? Katie's name? Mm -hmm.
0: Katie Sweeney Sweeney or Adam Dollars?
1: Yeah, you get Katie Sweeney in here, kind of joking around, singing singing a cover I make for, uh, singing like a parody cover I make for. And, you know, she could get clout from that because people like, oh, this is actually funny. And she, oh, she's actually talented. Like an example, I'm not sure what kind of artist she is. But, Harley, what's that fake country, like, pop country song that the, the chorus goes like, body uh, body like a back road? What was that Sam Hunt or whatever? Body like a back road. I can't sing, obviously. You know what song I'm talking about? No. Yeah, Eric makes fun sure. of me. But.
0: you Just say Achy Breaky Heart. Everybody knows that one.
1: I mean, that's. Too easy to write a parody, but I feel like I could do that. What What are your thoughts on Thank that? Thank you
0: break your fart.
1: Yeah, I mean it's too easy. You should because writing
2: uh, songs or music can be a source of income, and if it's a hit, then you get a pretty big percentage based on the contract.
1: Yeah, but how am I doing? How am I getting my contract? Do you are you writing my contract here? Like how does how does, that, how does that work? Like you produce for somebody and maybe they don't give you the credit. Like what are you? what are your recourses here as like the studio producer
0: you looking for a lawyer we got them on retainer right. we in, do have in, a couple of lawyers in that case how good
2: need, they are you need an entertainment lawyer do as you a, have one no no cuz uh, as a recording studio i offer a service like a haircut you go i don't know about that to get a haircut you pay them
1: they offer you the service you get your haircut it's done like, yeah, but do you get like production credits though? Like you said, you mix and mastered this whole th- EP for this guy. Like, you don't, you're not, say, you were to actually press a physical CD, which apparently nobody does anymore. Like, you wouldn't be on there as a, a credit? You should be, right? Mixing and
2: mastering is uh, not something that is, is creating the music, it's editing the music. So, it's
1: notoriously not going to get. Uh, royalties so like I have a I guess I, I, I know a rapper and he always shouts out like his mix and master guy so mm-hmm. I guess that's the reason why he does it so this guy one he's good but two I guess that's how this guy gets business is this you know well-known rapper saying you know shout out Eddie Sancho best in the business or whatever because I guess he's not on the CD yeah I, I didn't know that I mean you can write up a contract to where
2: the mixing or a mastering engineer gets a percentage, but it's, it's not common. The people who get the percentages are the producers because they're creating the actual the notes beat, yeah. and the melodies and the sounds, the music, and then whoever sings or records on it. So
1: like, whoever gets credited for the song, that's essentially who gets a slice of the pie is what you're saying.
2: No, not necessarily because a mixing engineer... Will get credit for the song, but he won't necessarily get paid later for the song. Okay. So I think I got it. So on
0: your website, a couple of the credit music videos you had, and I kind of clicked on a couple of them. One of them actually shouted you out at the beginning. I don't remember what it was, but it had somebody and Hypnotic on the music video. So in that circumstance, you're looking at, uh, you must have done the beat or something like that if you got your name on the front of the music video.
2: That is an interesting um that's an interesting one. what that was was actually me acting as the producer on it i there was the the beat was already made the music was already made uh there's an artist who I work with uh and have been for years Ryan Legend, who's mm-hmm. on that song, and was that his real last name? uh no
0: <laughs> we've got an icon and a legend meeting up here,
2: yeah, super talented. And I created a new part of the song, like added to the beat. So technically, that would be co-production credit. So that's what that was. That was a little bit of a special case.
0: So, but you would, in theory, depending on how your entertainment lawyer got the contract written out, that song going viral, hitting iTunes and all that stuff, that could get you fed. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Hey, right hey, so,
0: hey, download that song, yeah, uh, Because there's production.
1: Um, uh, just so I don't sound like an idiot for this song, let me let me play it right now into the mic and. uh Let me just get to the fucking
0: chorus. No, I thought that was an ad.
1: This fucking stupid ass song. Oh god, get
0: to the chorus. Everybody's turning the podcast off right now I know. You've never heard this song? No No Everybody's turning the podcast God damn off God You're like Craig perusing Instagram and playing the videos right, All right. now well, well, What about the, it? The
1: song's chorus is body like a back road And it's that fucking poppy country whatever mm-hmm. Well I changed the lyric body like a back road to body like a Backhoe," Like it's big And just making an ode to fat girls with that beat and that you know court. Oh come That's on Perfect I'll write that for you. You can pass it to whoever you want, but you know you got right. to give me writing credit. I just wanna, I just wanna hear, you know, hear some good music based
2: what off of that. What percent do
1: you want? What? What percent?
2: Well, i I have a
0: lawyer. He, he wants six point nine.
1: Okay. I have a lawyer. We'll we'll Repeating figure this of course.
0: course. Would would that uh that be kind of funny or maybe not? If you had like a a list, a book of Al's parodies, so somebody's having an issue, they just want to get a song out. You just open up like, all right, we got to we got Al Parody right here. Uh, it's a body like a backhoe. Would you like to try that one?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like it. 330, I ain't even worried. Like, I can't sing, obviously, but I could... You, you take the lyrics of that, you already have the melody in your head. You pick out things on the topic, like a Weird Al song, I'm bad, oh, I'm fat, and make a whole bunch of fat jokes to that melody and make it rhyme. It seems... Too simple, Jerry. So
0: challenge. Yeah. Me and you, mano mono, mano. We get somebody to pick a song for us. Me and you, both write a parody. Best parody wins. While we
1: co-write one together, everyone gets a piece of this pie. And then we'll come well, to Grants
0: and record it. I'm, fi- I'm look. I'm figuring. Well, I can't.
1: Out. We can't record it though. We no, can't we'll, sing. We'll find talent anyway. Yeah, we'll, we'll recruit talent will we'll he'll, he'll find talent. Talent acquisition. We'll
0: get it. Well, that's true. Definitely more suited to find talent, but I think me and you compete because com- competition brings out the best, and then we can mend the lyrics together. I would, I would crush you in all this stuff. All right, though. let's challenge accepted. Then
1: all right, we got that on the docket. All right, I have some quick hitters. Harley,
0: you got anything you want to uh, talk about? Uh, sure. How about this? Uh, we got one viewer who's really into songs of the summer. So, what's two thousand nineteen song of the summer?
2: Oof, Panini.
0: Lil' Nas X. Is that what that wait, is that a separate song from him or is that two different songs you just dropped? What do you mean? Panini?
1: By Little Nas X. That's so the that's name di- of the
0: song is Panini. Oh, it's not like Country Road? No, okay. No. All right. It's
1: it's not uh, the Mason Ramsey remix, if that's what you're wondering. Alright,
0: don't don't worry. Alright, I got it. So that, that song of the summer official. official so,
1: okay, so I I I don't think I've heard this song yet. I've heard of it, but I haven't heard it. But just of not knowing what it's about, all right, we write a parody. We call it Bikini and make it all about hot girls in bikinis for the summer. Boom. I mean, you just get a concept like that. It's a little Nas X song, so I'm sure it's simple as shit. I could, right. I could, can't, I could take this to the bank. We shoot a music video, get all the college chicks and thongs. Thongs big right now. Boom. Done. Get my baby in there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. I like that. Hey. You can direct it. He's a cute baby. I I don't need to direct.
0: Okay. He's 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 the talent.
2: We'll
1: get someone in for that. You got anything else, Harley?
0: Stop you you start going. I got I got got stuff on here, but I think we're gonna cover much of it.
1: Okay, some quick hitters. Have you ever worn a band's T shirt to that band's concert? Say you went to A C D C and you wore the A C D C back and black shirt to its own concert. No,
0: not my style. Damn. Did you ever buy the T shirt while you're there? You know, probably,
2: yeah. I probably you have, you should have to support do that, that But way. you
0: didn't put it on. You just kind of like tied it around your waist. Yeah, you, yeah. You just keep it in I'll your hand on, and
2: walk out on like showing team, showing team. Uh, yeah. What's the word?
1: You, you don't, you don't put it on. Like you don't buy the shirt. Oh, there's and then people put it on. that put it on. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah, called they dads wearing Air Monarchs. <laughs> I bought a couple band T shirts. I have a Roots shirt that I bought from a concert there. I have a I have a Rancid shirt. I have a rant shirt. church. One shot, one kill, baby. Mine
0: says indestructible. Oh,
1: sweet fiction. All right. Uh how old does a song have to be to be considered a classic? Is Alien Ant Farm Smooth Criminal a classic? <laughs> I think that's a subjective. Um Yeah, but yeah, but you're the expert here. Question. Your
2: your opinion carries more weight. It depends on the person. There's not a set thing. Okay. Uh well, there is a copyright cut off where after a certain point it's considered to be like classical music
1: and and you can use that sample for free. Yes. You uh, can you can't, you can't use uh, the
0: recording or you can use the sample. Like you can't It's the same difference. Okay, so you could just like play the song at the intro of your podcast if the song's old enough and right. no one can go after you.
2: Right. Oh, that's pretty cool cuz they didn't have the copyright infrastructure set up at that time yet during those years.
1: Well, it's a certain thing where a song gets, like you said, it's a certain year, though. Like, after a certain amount of years, it becomes a part of the public domain. I thought that's what you were saying. No,
2: no, I'm just saying that before they had copywriting, all the songs that were made before that, they aren't protected by these copyrights. So they can be used in You know what that year works. is? No, not um, off the top of my head.
1: I've heard this is like a kind of a music urban legend. Did Michael Jackson buy the song, like, own the rights to the song Happy Birthday? And that's why, like, restaurants can't sing that version of Happy Birthday because he bought the rights to it, and it's under that, like, copyright thing? Seems like I maybe have heard that before. I don't know for sure,
0: though. We've mentioned Michael Jackson in back-to-back podcasts now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Did not see that coming. Uh, J-Bone, yes. Michael Jackson, no.
1: All right. Another quick hitter here. Do you actually know what the hell Kurt Cobain is saying on Nirvana's Smell Like Teen Spirit? Which part? Just the the chorus. I know Mosquito. That's about it. No. You, you don't know what he's saying or you don't know what I'm talking
2: about? I don't know what he's saying. Okay. I can hum it. That, I'm not the only one. That brings me to an important point about me and music and lyrics. I can't hear the words of songs. I can try, but I'm not able to, to listen to the words and in, interpret the words. All I can hear really is the tone and the melody Huh. because I focus more on the other aspects of the song. Like, you know, is it bright? Is it dark?
1: Is it loud, soft? What well, instrument? Most, like most people focus on one thing or the other, but you're saying like you can't ever hear the words. It's possible,
2: but I have to sit there and specifically try to listen to the words and interpret them usually after a few seconds i've stopped
0: (laughs) it's like me listening to don omar i love the beat love the melody it's uplifting it's great song I can't speak the words. They're speaking another whole language. That's a little different. That's what I'm picturing right now. <laughs> yeah, when that's then, that's then,
1: how, then, it then, 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 how it then, is for then, me. Yeah. Harley just goes, Oi, oi, oi. <laughs> that's
0: right. Oi, oi,
1: oi. All right. That's an that's a interesting uh, little nugget there. Best song to test on your speakers. Like, if you want to show off the system, what are you banging?
0: Ooh, can I can I guess first? Well, S- you, speaker you, Box, Outcast. Mm.
1: That is good that's that that c d is was uh has good beats and probably was mixed and mastered well all outcast albums that have pretty good production mm-hmm. Speaker um, box
2: you could go for like a a pink floyd uh the wall dark side of the moon is that maybe specter um I don't know is it
1: you're the music guy
2: shit. I don't know but something that's really well produced maybe a hotel california uh can Tell you what's going on
1: with the speaker system. Mm, that's a classic. Um, if you had to choose, you're on a deser- deserted island. You have to bring one MP3 player with you. You bring in the Zune or the iPod. <laughs> <laughs> choose wisely, motherfucker. Hmm. I think I'd go for...
2: Hmm. Did you have a Zune? Never had a Zune. Uh, there you go. Never had a Zune. I've always heard jokes about them. Like I got one in my car if you want to check it out. <laughs> <laughs> I've listened to it before. You've you played some
1: stuff off oh, of it. That. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I played some big crit for you when I was yeah. hammered at a wedding. Some classic stuff. Yeah. Uh. All right. You got any musical guilty pleasures? I'll say mine. Harley's got a bunch, but he's not guilty about them. You like terrible music, Harley.
0: Oh. Oh, I thought you meant like, Guilty things I'm doing during the music, but you're just saying songs that are bad. Wait, like. were you
1: saying songs you jerk off to? Is that where your brain went?
0: I don't think I've ever, like, turned on a song to jerk off. It just never crossed my mind.
1: Hmm. Well, then what, what the hell were you just talking about? That's what I
0: was trying to rack my brain. Did you have examples like... No, I meant, like, guilty pleasure. Like, this, this person is claim to be like
1: a lame artist, but you like them anyway, so they call that a guilty pleasure because, you know, you do, you hit... I don't ha-
0: think I have any. I like... All the artists I listen to are top-notch. Hmm. That's not true. Name one. Fetty Wap. This is good music. <laughs> you got any
1: guilty pleasures, Grant? Yeah. You notice about, like, artistic people, they don't like to throw other people under the bus like they they're they're kind of most people are kind of you know everybody's got their own you know artistic style and you know they're doing them i'm doing me like i don't want to throw them under their bus and say they they suck it's more like people like me and you who don't have any artistic merit but uh do you have any guilty pleasures grant that you you know yeah
2: i do um i like to listen to screamo music
1: when i'm by myself a lot Screamo? Screamo. Uh, I think I have a... I don't know if it's quite called Screamo, but one of my buddies kind of listens to the music, semi like that. He really likes the band, or used to snowing. Have you heard of them? I have not. Oh, you might want to check it out. Not a big Screamo guy, though, but it makes sense if you don't understand lyrics. If you can't hear lyrics, then Screamo's right up your alley because no one knows what the fuck they're saying. Yeah, well, they don't
2: scream the whole time. They actually have very melodic types of sounds in these songs they sing and then
0: they scream get got you just got owned i'm not a big that's why he just proved he's the
1: music genius that's right (laughs) guilty pleasures for me lately kind of been liking some cage the elephant i know it's poppy and Uh, and kind of simplistic but he's got some good songs cigarette daydream it's a good song so and uh also when it comes on the radio even though they look douchey and whatnot 21 pilots not that bad Wow, so so guilty like guilty pleasure. You hate him?
0: It's <laughs> so like Miley, it's like Surprise. Miley Cyrus, Wrecking Ball. Would you say see?
1: That? That's why it's a guilty pleasure because Grant is cackling into my face like now. Like you like that fucking <laughs> neck tattoo, jerk
0: off. I mean, if, hey, if if it hits, I mean, it I hits. only
1: know I only know the hits, but you know. Um. And I also had a little over overrated, underrated with some musical artists, but I kind of ran out of time. I don't think we'll get into that. But what, do you, what are some of your favorite artists? Like, what do you like to listen to? You know, you said by yourself you like to listen to Screamo, but, like, if you have to give yourself people who are heavy in rotation that you don't think they make bad, you know, their their track record's pretty great. Like like we mentioned Outcast earlier, you know, that you can't really go wrong with any of – what Outcast and, and kind of big boys put out. I think most of that's pretty solid. Are there any kind of, any of your artists, favorite artists you have you'd want to, uh... like that? I like to listen to. Yeah. I enjoy listening to
2: in the screamo no, realm. No, just or any, any, just in general. Yeah. I'm a really big fan of the OVO sound artists who are signed to Drake's label. Party next door, uh, Majid Jordan, those types of things. Okay, that's more of an R and B type of vibe. Also, listen to a lot of that. Okay. Um. So I'd say Party Next Door for sure. Um. There's a new guy that I've just discovered called Saint John. Saint John. Yeah. Okay. Really
1: talented. Really good. Um, and is it S T period John or Saint written out John? It is Saint
2: written out. And John is J H N. J
1: H N, no O. Correct. And th- I mean that's got to be for for Google things. You know, you Google Saint John and you're getting you know Catholic saints pulled up.
0: Yeah, I guess he wanted to separate himself from the Virgin. Saint John, U.S. Virgin Islands. Come on, stay with me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well.
1: Okay, St. John, that's someone to, uh, I guess, look out for. Is there any, like, artists that inspire you? Like, when you hear their songs, you're like, oh, shit, I got to get in the studio and make some make some music? Typically the same same OVO-type St. John stuff, or, like... Uh, hmm,
2: not so much lately. I've been... Dealing with so much recording and mixing and mastering.
1: At the end of the day, you don't want to listen to any music. You just want to drive home in silence. (laughs) No. (laughs) Never that. No. Well, sometimes, actually.
2: I'll usually review my work for the day. Like, at night, before I'm going to sleep, I'll play what I mixed and or mastered that day on my headphones at home. Just to keep me in check. Make sure. Okay, yeah,
1: this is good. Well, what happens if you listen to it like, oh fuck, that doesn't quite so- sound quite right, and the, and the person's already you know paid for their session and left? Do you do you try to tweak it from there and resend it to them, or are you just like, ah shit, one to grow on, move on to the next session?
2: Uh, well, I'm kind of ocd and a perfectionist so i'm usually going to make a note of that in my notes Mm -hmm. and then go and fix it the next day revisions i will usually do up to four revisions for someone who's already paid for a song that we consider to be finished Mm -hmm. so if that's what i tell them if we finish it and we both say okay done sounds good and then we we go home i tell them please listen to it on the playback system you usually do and let me know if you hear anything that you want me to fix and i'll do that for free and that's different than if we're in here and we don't finish the song and it still needs stuff done in that case we need to book more time and we right. need to finish it so i just but
1: that's, that's something cre- that i offer that most yeah, studios don't that's great customer service and uh, attention to detail right there so that should be another I guess sticking points of why why you should use Icon uh, Studios.
0: Where do music uh, recording studios get the reviews? Is there like a Yelp for that, or
2: it could be on Yelp. Yelp can review any business, if, I think. Uh, I just got my first Google review.
1: Yeah, Google has reviews. Yeah, how you f- five stars only? I'm five stars, baby. Right. Hey, Harley, don't can- don't worry. I'm already on this. Okay. Uh, don't. You'll know if Harley writes the review because there's going to be many misspellings. You want me to, uh, as Grant says, he does up to like four revisions. You want me to uh, proofread?
0: You can proofread all you want. I'm going to keep it where it is.
1: How about we both write dueling reviews and Grant can see who writes the better review of the studio. Oh, yeah.
0: Hey, that works. That's fine.
1: Great. Uh, Do you have any favorite albums of 2019 so far? Now, since my Zoom's not quite working in my two thousand five Toyota Camry, I haven't been listening to a lot of new music recently. Mm. I hear the new uh Freddie Gibbs Mad Lib Bandana album is very good. Still haven't listened to that. You know, I think there's a couple other things I'd like to listen to that I haven't yet, but uh anything on your radar in twenty nineteen that the viewers can uh tune into? Um
2: new stuff, new stuff. Mm, I'm not really sure about a full album. Not too sure. I listen to a lot of random songs. You're more of a singles guy? Singles, yeah. Yeah. I use Spotify a lot. My likes on Spotify is a gold mine. If you ever want to go check those out,
1: Well, what about an icon uh, studio like playlist of all the artists that you've produced, and you know maybe you got a playlist up and say, "Hey, check this out." Maybe a idea for you there. That's hey, that's yeah. a free one for you. That is good. His eyes lit up like that was a good idea. So Harley, you said I'm not creative. In yes, ass, boy.
2: Well, I've got a credits page on the website that okay that uh, highlights some of the biggest songs. And that does we've it done- play? Yeah, Can you play from there? You can't even play the
1: music videos. Oh, shit. Well, I got to check that out.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I did that. Okay, well, shit. That's how I know we got a shout-out on one of the videos. I didn't write down the name, though. Okay. That was on me. Oh Harley, you're giving me the wrap-up uh, sign well, we, here. we've been going about an hour and a half. Okay. So I feel, I feel like we're making some good time, and I just wanted to let you know that Time is valuable, and you need to wrap it up. Okay, well, I th-
1: I think I'm uh, yeah, I do need to wrap it up. That's just because just because Grant's
0: minimum is two hours doesn't need mean you need to make the minimum. Harley, where were you twelve months ago?
1: All right. Anyway, uh, I think I'm pretty much done. I had some overrated, underrated artists, but I don't think we need to get into that because I mean that's pretty much boring. And uh,
0: Grant, do you have any questions for us? As big-time podcasters, I know you've had some podcasts recording here. This is probably the oh, most yeah. professional one you've ever done. I mean, without a doubt.
1: Yeah, you've recorded some podcasts, so I rate, rate this recording session of the podcast.
2: Content, top of the charts.
0: Well, I mean, it's about yourself. That's pretty. (laughs) I'm
1: content, top of the charts, but um, what a uh, production setup.
0: uh... He's definitely, he's definitely gonna be critical of the wires. I see how he's got his wires set up over here. I guarantee he already said he's OCD. I opened up that suitcase and he was probably going, "Oh shit!"
1: It is pretty clean in here. Thank you. And wires do make a difference. (laughs) 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 Oh, I guess. uh, Well, we. Harley wants to wrap it up no, but no no
0: I I'm good to keep going. Well, I just I, I wanted to make sure that we're respecting the talent.
1: Okay, yeah. Uh last question. Say I have a uh home home theater. What is good speaker brands to buy for your home theater and maybe, you know, since wires are a big deal, maybe the best wireless speakers. You you hear a lot of talk about Sonos, Bose. You you have any uh any Any brands you like to stick with or or that are tried and true and put out good product?
2: Yeah, I'm really big into uh, hi-fi audio systems. I have one at home. Uh, I would recommend Bose for speakers for a home system. Um, As far as amplification and processing, I would say Macintosh. You want to go Macintosh, you'll get the best kind of sound that you can get from these two brands wireless wouldn't do it if you're going for top quality sound you don't want it to be bluetooth you're going to be peaked at you know a certain bit rate and sample rate that's not going to be the best quality you want to be wired
0: what's what's the best bit rate and sample rate quality for a uh, podcast (laughs) it's like 44.1 and like
2: (laughs) You're writing this? Uh, well, I recorded 44 one and 24 bits. Uh, 24 bits off. is important because uh, that will give you more dynamic
1: range. But this is just people talking, so uh, right. don't
0: worry. I'm gonna I'm gonna try it out. Okay. I, I can change my bit rate. Cubase. It's not. This is <laughs> not Pro Tools as we we got to here. But
1: yeah, I, I have a wired setup at home, and it sounds pretty good. But you know baby proof in the house you can't have a bunch of wires mm. so, kind so of you're going to sacrifice
0: that. quality for the your life of your kid al i'm so proud of you becoming a real dad i
1: haven't done it yet but it's been asked of me <laughs> so but uh but i guess you run into the same sort of loss of quality issues with streaming services like spotify too right since you're you're streaming it you're going to be losing some of that quality i hear title is good for that but i mean i'm not paying for Not paying for that shit.
2: Oh, yeah. That is something to think about in the mastering phase because once your song is made and mixed, it sounds great, right? It will never sound better than it does in the studio when you're making it. From that point on, it's only going to sound worse on other playback systems, on other type of streaming rates. So uh, this day and age, they have tools that can let you hear your song as it would sound once it's... Uh, compressed and once it's lost its quality so i'll use that a lot uh when i'm mastering they've got plugins you can use hmm. to let you hear what it's going to sound like once it's down sampled and the bit rate is reduced
1: now once you tweak it say you hear the down sampled version and there's something you don't like you go through and change something that probably affects the you know the the high- the high-end quality of how it sounds here, and you have to sort of make a, a cost-benefits analysis of, of what you want to do there. Yes,
2: an average. Yeah. An mm-hmm. Averaging, if Tricky. you will.
1: Same reason why
2: I use multiple speakers is because the song's going to sound a little different on the big speakers than it will on the small speakers. Mm-hmm. So I use both, and then I find sort of an average between the two.
1: Okay. Happy medium there. Yeah. I think I'm pretty much done with my questions, Harley. I gotta pee pretty bad and use that black
0: toilet. Oh, that's going to be magical. Um, I'm not going to leave any marks, though. Number one is only. Of yeah, of course. If
2: you did, you wouldn't be able to see it.
0: Uh, it Benefits of the black toilet. Yep, that's true. So, did we ever get a rating on this mobile setup?
2: I'd say 10 out of 10, boys. Boom. Yes. Sweet. And
0: that's how you get yourself
1: a five-star review on Google. He just paid
0: for them. <laughs> oh, The compliments. We
1: just made this two-hour recording session for free worth it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, again, Grant, thank you for joining us. AKA you,
1: Hypnotic. Yeah. Uh, you if wanna, you want to shout out, give uh, the people some, some spots where they can check you out on, on Instagram or SoundCloud or online. Go ahead and throw those out, and the people can uh, – can click and give you some views. We call it views if you haven't noticed. Instead of listens, we go views because Harley is a, uh, you know, kind of mixes that up on the rig. For sure.
2: Yeah. Instagram is big. Uh, the studio has an Instagram that's at iconrecording. We've also got a website that's uh, iconstudiobr.com. You can see pictures of the place, you can see our rates, you can see uh, some music that we've worked on. Uh, on the website so that's all on there
1: thanks so much for being on the podcast man good time and thanks for uh, listening to two dumb music people asking music questions thank both of you guys I appreciate y'all having me on here no thank
0: you and with that we out